Hi, hello. We are back with another episode of The Bachelorette. We are the Rosettes, and we are the only mother-daughter bachelor podcast. As far as we know. And we are so excited to recap Fantasy Sweet Week. Fantasy Sweet Week. Um, as far as Bachelor news, do do you didn't interrupt. You didn't. You didn't interrupt yourself. You didn't introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Ariel. I'm the daughter. I'm Marsha. I'm the mom. Sorry, forgot that people would, maybe would want to know who we are. Um, now let's do 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 do. Bachelor news: Chris Harrison's not going to be hosting the Bachelorette, which is good. Like, it's the right thing to do. I mean, I think the right thing to do is fire him. We di- we differ in that opinion. Yeah, I mean, as long as but, he is really um, doing I think quote your the opinion's word, wrong. So, as long as he really is atoning and serious about it, then I I don't think we should just cancel him for one colossal. It's not canceling thing. him; it's holding him accountable for his actions. We are. That's what we're doing. Yeah, it's it's that's not what we're doing. canceling someone. We're taking him away from a whole season and stuff and. And we are holding him accountable. So as long as, again, he's serious about atoning for what he did and learning, etc., then I think that's fine. But, yeah, I'm excited to see Tasha and um, uh, Caitlin, though. Tasha and Caitlin will be the hosts. And that'll be a fun dynamic, I think. Because it it seems like they're kind of friends in real life, like, randomly enough, even though they're so far, like... As far as their chronological... They're an obvious funny man, straight man dynamic, though, right? Yeah. One is tempered and thoughtful, and the other one is just do a woo! Yeah. You know, so it should be fun. It should be a fun thing. Yeah, it should be fun. And I think that um, they are doing it that way to sort of, I guess, um, appease both audiences i guess like both the mm. racist audience and the not racist audience. i hate to think of but. it that way but you may be right <laughs> no i don't want to think of it that way because i think a lot of i don't know but here's the thing with caitlin too is that there are a lot of um people that don't like her because of her whole and i think this is wrong to not like her because of this but because she like slept with nick super early in the in her season mm-hmm. i think there are a lot of people that don't like her because of that the but it's like positivity yeah but it's, and she's a canadian i mean not very american mm-hmm. no, I'm just <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with anything um but yeah so i'm excited to see both of them i i don't know chris I, there's a nostalgia part of me that's like oh i don't want him to go away forever but no nostalgia is worth no, I know. People's feeling unsafe. I know. No, I agree. And if people feel unsafe, he shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been coming out and, been, and have been saying. Well, and more Bachelor news, Katie Thurston said that she su- she supported him not being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of the contestants um, have come out and been like, yeah, if he's in paradise, I'm not sure I'd be comfortable with going. Like, I've had positive experiences with him, but like... I know a lot of my like uh, other contestants haven't had positive experiences with him, like so that's iffy. Um, so I think another motivator is like, oh geez, we want <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise is our most successful yeah. of all of our shows. Our favorite, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the, mo- the Bachelor is the most gets the most ratings, but my favorite personally is Bachelor in Paradise. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of good Bachelor content comes out of Bachelor. Paradise. Yeah, it's the best one. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we should just dive into the episode. Um, unless there's any other news. I thought of something and then I lost it. Um, Katie... Yeah, I lost it. Sorry. Okay. That's the big thing. But that's later. Um, so the show opens up and um Matt Fantasy Sweet Week. It's Fantasy Sweet Week, but and Matt's like, I have a lot of reservations about moving forward with my relationships. Right. They show um, all three girls like walking around being thoughtful. And then Well they do, that's how it always starts. Yeah, but I'm not sure it's important to say that. <laughs> um but basically, Matt's like, yeah, um, my um, parental um, issues are catching up with me, and I'm not sure I can really progress further in any of my relationships before I address this... Um, my fear of commitment. Yeah, this fear of commitment that I have because... Um, my family is so messed up. Yeah. Um, and so then it they... Invite his dad to the show to talk to Matt. Mm-hmm. And. That's the next page. You had a whole. That's the first thing that happened. You had a whole page well, of information. No, Chris Harrison shows up. He talks to the girls. Says there were 38 girls all told. And now you're the only three left. And, you know, we have to set up the fact that Rachel's freaking out. And not like. She's like freaking out that the other girls are going to be spending intimate time with Matt. That's the whole theme of the entire show. So we need to at least mention that. Well, I thought that was more important later on. I didn't realize that that had started so early. And I I still don't, just to, just real quick, I don't like that they commingle the three girls during Fantasy Sweet Week. No, I don't either. That's messed up. They didn't used to do that. They started doing that Peter season. And I I get why they did it during Peter season, because Maddie was a head case, and Victoria Fuller was a crazy person. Um, so. I felt so bad for Hannah Ann. Me too. And Hannah Ann's like, (laughs) Hannah Ann's like, I'm normal. I'm doing, I'm playing the game properly. I'm I'm here. I'm smiling. Hannah Ann's just like, I just wanted to be an influencer. Now I'm the only sane person left. Get me out of here. Anyway, so we're setting up that dynamic. And yes, after multiple ITMs and Matt talking about his difficult family life growing up, there's a knock on the door. And what do you know? It's his, it's dad. his dad. And I'm—I don't even know his dad's name. I didn't catch it. So. I didn't catch it either. Maybe they mentioned it, but I would not put it past the Bachelor to not even mention something like that. They laugh briefly, clap and hug, man style. <laughs> man style. Yeah, this whole scene has a lot of like—I don't know. There's a lot of toxic masculinity energy going on in it like and it's like they're battling with it right yeah it's clearly they don't want it to be there but they're still letting it in and it's like it's okay to cry you guys no one's gonna judge you a really good job especially watching the second time like i did today so but yeah there's a lot of like oh they're like all right (laughs) yeah um but they're they're talking about um well, Matt talks about Everything. The, the demons that he has to address before he moves forward with the women. And Dad doesn't really... Dad's like, doesn't get it. He thinks he, At yeah. one point he says, oh, I thought we were here to celebrate your success. 
Yeah. And that's like, no, if we're celebrating, we go to Chuck E. Cheese. No, no, this is about Which my journey, not my such a weird success. <laughs> such a weird thing to say. It was. But also, it that's I I really feel for Matt's dad in yeah. this situation. They're they're exploiting this situation. Really they got him there because they're like we want you to celebrate with your son. Yeah, he seemed, and he he really seemed blindsided. Yeah, it and this whole they're exploiting Matt, they're exploiting the dad and it's yes, that's not new in this show. They do that to the contestants all the it's time. Like he's the first black bachelor. Why but, do we have to yeah. like Why do we have to emphasize that his dad was a cheater, etc.? That's that's not helpful. Yeah, it was I was um and there are there are other podcasts and pages um that are that are um hosted by um black women who discuss this a lot better but is there a general opinion similar to ours yeah it's like why are we watching this this is this is icky this is this is wrong like why why perpetuate that um stereotype stereotype when it's the first Black Bachelor, and you've already had all these other issues in this right. season already when leading you up could, to this. I mean, you could go to Michelle's dad, you know, or, you know. Yeah, what, there have been plenty. What a wonderful biracial couple they were. They've mm-hmm. been together 30-some years and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they showed us that in addition to the other stuff. But why don't we put a little bit more emphasis or showcase on that, you know. Yeah, um. But I did feel for his dad. He seemed, like, very remorseful and very much proud of his son and very, love, you know, very loving in his... Yeah, he seemed like he, he, like, sort of a part of him wanted to be present for his kids mm-hmm. and love his kids. But, it, like, it from the way that he talked, it sounded like the mom... And the his relationship with the mom just made that too difficult. Yeah. Like, there is too much. Well, they start, they sit down, and Matt says, hey, it's been a minute. And Dad says, a great minute. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure that's exactly what you meant to say. <laughs> I think well, you yeah, meant, like, a I really think... long, big minute, maybe. Yeah, this whole scene just feels so icky, and I think that there are other um, parties that discuss it better because they, ex- I don't know, Yeah, they experience these stereotypes, and we we don't but um the whole watching the whole scene after everything that's already happened this season felt really gross mm-hmm. and the the way that bachelor just so majorly dropped the ball on on race issues like and um race racial discussion this season um was r- <laughs> it was just <laughs> so gross to, yeah. to have this happen right after that um in an itm matt tells the camera you know i remember that my dad would come around now and then and he'd bring us shoes and pizza and he'd say you know i don't need shoes man i don't need pizza and i needed a dad and i mean matt is more he cries more he's more emotionally affected by this conversation that he is with by anything else the the whole season yeah you know maybe second by rachel falling out of an airplane Mm -hmm. but this is like three times as emotional i think for him yeah um um and he he did after the episode aired he posted on instagram and twitter i think um he posted something that said this discussion with my dad was really important for me to have and it was it was an important part of my journey um 
and I don't have any regrets about having this discussion, but I also think it's important to recognize that this, like, we should not, um, per, I don't know. It's not really for public consumption. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this shouldn't be, we shouldn't show off and showcase this stereotype and act like it's a, a normal thing, because this is just my experience. This is not the universal experience. It's basically what he said. Um, Eventually, Dad kind of breaks down a little bit, and he says, you know, I'm sorry I hurt you, son. I'm going to really work on this. You know, I want you to have a really healthy relationship. And, you know, Matt, Matt wants, Matt says, I want you to have a relationship with my wife and my kids. You know, there's a we've lost a lot of time, but there's a lot of time left. And, you know, we, we have a lot of stuff we can do and I love you. And then, and they have a big, big hug and dad kisses him and they're, you know, and then when they come apart, Matt says, I still kick your ass at soccer. And dad's like, I don't think so. (laughs) I'm still a beast. And, um, Matt acknowledges that this isn't a one conversation thing. He tells us again in an ITM, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't done. This is going to take a lot of work, but at least the door is open. And I feel really encouraged that we've had this opportunity to talk, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, and that his dad seems open to the, the work that's, you know, in front of them. Yeah. So that's what happened. Still felt icky to watch though. Well, um, yeah, but they do, they do have good hugs and they, he but says, they hug after that. Yeah. The whole, I, I'll kick, I'd still kick yeah. your ass at soccer thing. Hug, 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 soccer. <gasps> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, you know, that doesn't matter. Just hug it out and feel things just, out and feel your feelings. All dudes do that, Ariel. All dudes. They do shouldn't that. feel the need to do that though. Well, but they, they do. shouldn't feel the need to okay. put masculinity into emotional discussions. Be like, oh. Like, oh, I know I'm crying right now, but I'd still kick soccer. your ass at soccer. No, yeah. you can cry right now and still kick his ass, you know? like. Well, that's, yeah. but it's, You can do both. There's no, like, you don't have to defend your crying. I don't know. That. It's progress, honey. He's an, he, he's older than I am, I think. And he's he's just, you know, he's had a. But Matt's the one that said I'd still kick your ass at soccer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, so there's still, there's still, and I know that there's a negative stigma for men to talk about feelings and stuff, and that's not okay, and that's part of, um, but the good news that's is, part of feminism, is making sure men can also be able to talk about their emotions. But the good news is that on national television, they are both able to cry and say, I love you to each other. And yeah, they yeah, proud of no, that's that. cool. They don't have to defend it, though. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. That also made me feel... If I just... Th- this whole scene just made me feel a little bit uncomfy. This whole episode made me feel awkward. a little bit uncomfy. Yeah. I mean, he's got two really great ladies there. <laughs> um, first date is Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. Who is my personal favorite out of the people left. Which... I like, yeah. I, I, like, I like Brie, too. I love Brie, but I, I probably agree. I really like Michelle. I mean, she's the, she is the model of here for the right reasons, right? Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, she's, there's, she hasn't put a foot wrong. She just seems really sincere, and she doesn't seem like she wants fame or fortune. She's looking for a man. She wants to be a teacher. You know, she just seems like a lovely girl. Who knows if that's true? But she's mm-hmm. certainly doing a good job of portraying that. Um, and I wrote down that I just think that she's when she comes up in her little cute bubble umbrella, 
she, um, I just think she's the best fit for him. I mean, they're both. I do too. They're both caring people. They they both um, biracial parents. They both their careers are revolved around taking care, care of children, kids, right? Mm-hmm. They're both athletic, so they're gonna. That's you know, they're that's something that they can share. You know, I'm so not athletic. And, um, you know, my husband's is so I have to like pretend like I like baseball and stuff. But, um, um, but yeah, so they go to the spa and it's, uh, it's, what's a Pennsylvania themed spa? It's a Pennsylvania Dutch spa. He's like, oh, you know, from talking to your students last week, I know you must get stressed. So I want to give you a spa day, but it's a Pennsylvania Dutch spa day. And they're both like, what's that? It's like, I don't know. So it's just a bunch of food that they're going to (laughs) spa in. And there's nobody there to help them. That was the weird part. Yeah. They like walk in, they're like looking at the milk bath. They're like, is that milk? (laughs) They're like, can we eat this oatmeal? And then like she sticks her (laughs) her feet oatmeal in his face. (laughs) They try to feed each other their feet oatmeal. She just smushes his face with it. They talk about it. Right by his mouth. Should we take Yeah, that's true. like so they put their feet in the oatmeal and he's like it sounds gross and she's like but it smells nice yeah should we Which taste I, it no i don't know and then she smush, smears him with the stuff yeah like, i i feel like that would feel really weird but also good yeah. and like it, i think it would be really soft feeling well she's game for it you know i mean yeah i, I can imagine just like you know i can imagine like when katie went to the spa to prank tyler both the spa dates were kind of like huh you know, you're expecting like, ooh, spa, this will be sexy and nice. And it's like, what? Yeah, no one got the sexy spa day Mm-mm. this season. Um, but yeah, and there, there's also like a bushel of plants that he's like smacking her butt smacking with. Smacking her butt with after he rubs her with butter. Like they also yeah, massage I mean, each other with I don't butter. Know, yeah, I, I think they, it might have been intermittent. But yeah, they were definitely massaging each other with butter and they got in the milk. When he first gets in there, he's like, this is weird. There's like a bear in the corner and there's like this oatmeal stuff. I don't know what this is. So even he thinks it's weird. Yeah. Um, so they just do that. But then they start making out in the milk bath. Yeah. yeah. And it it seems kind of fun. Like, it's oh, yeah. really weird. That's what we like about Michelle. And that's what he says he likes about Michelle. Is like, she'll make the best of whatever situation. She'll laugh and have fun. And she just appreciates life, you know? Yeah. I think out of all the date, I don't even remember Rachel's really, though. Oh, they had the pottery date. That would have been really fun. Yeah. I was going to say that the spa date would probably be my my ideal one out of the three. But, no, the pottery the one would have been really fun. And then and we'll get to that. But she... And Breeze turned out okay. It started out kind of ominous. But we'll oh, there. I wouldn't like it, though. Hiking? Oh, gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yuck. So um, after after the spa time, before dinner, they get cleaned up and they cuddle in a warm, cozy room. She says she's really happy that she that he got to meet the most important people in her life, her parents. Um, that they're a real inspiration, and that you know they talk stuff out, but they still have giggle fits. They're still like like you know young kids in love. She tells him it's good to talk about falling in love and being in love, but it's also really important to talk about staying in love and what that looks like and. The intentional things you have to do to get through the hard times, or even the times that just change, like when you have kids. And he's like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you didn't think about that? She's like the most rational, ready person here. Right? Yeah. She actually understands what a child is. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> the amount of work that they necessitate, you know, 
so you know, she knows what a child is, and then Rachel's still almost basically a child. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. the two ends mm-hmm. of the spectrum. <laughs> I mean, watching it a second time, she just irritated the hell out of me. But we'll get there. <laughs> I don't think she's like an evil person. She's, um, like, she's not like somebody that's really gotten under my skin, like a Kayla Miller Keys or a who else do I can can I stand? Victoria. Oh, Victoria Fuller, yeah. She's not like that. She's not even close to that, but she was bugging the heck out of me this time. But we'll get there. Um, But yeah, so then they do the... Is there anything before their fantasy suite? No, it's time for their night date, and they, you know... They just talk a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, he's, oh. "Well, he looks a little nervous at first, And my, th- I thought he's not going to choose her, and he knows it. But really, I think what it was is it's the first fantasy. We well, know that this is the first one because Chris Harrison comes in these like yeah. it's fantasy weeks. You've got the first one, and he's going to talk to every girl as we'll see about his conversation with his dad. So I think this was the first time he had to talk about that experience, mm-hmm. and I think that's why he looks sort of messed up. Mm-hmm. Although I still think he knows he's not going to pick Michelle. Yeah, that's just my opinion. But he's like. He's like, yeah, um, I, I've been really struggling with progressing in my relationships because of my issues with my dad and stuff. And like, I, I talked to him today and I really feel confident that I, I made progress with that. And I feel like I can make more progress with, with the people here. Mm-hmm. Um, he says the same thing to all three guys. Uh, yeah. So just copy and paste that yeah. moving forward. He wants her to know he's, you know, consciously working on being a, you know, a good partner. He's he's a different guy than his dad, and he's going to go forward with that intent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh, cool. Um, and then they have their fantasy suite, basically. Oh, she did say a really important thing. Like, he's all worried oh. about his dad and, um, you know, and I'm sorry, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's been really hard. And I had to tell, you know. And she says, no, don't worry about it. And he says, your parents are so amazing and so great and so inspirational. And she says, you know, Matt, what you bring to the table is with your parents is just as valuable as what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. It's just as important to know like what not to do as what to aspire to. Mm-hmm. So she's always so positive. Yeah, that's true. I forgot she said that. That was you know, a good a good thing to And she's always so positive and she's always just so uplifting. Oh, mm-hmm. I just love her. And they have a fantasy suite mm-hmm. and then um I think they have a I think they have a morning after briefly. They're just like, "Hey, that was fun. Oh, I think I think they made breakfast together. No, um, no, that was him or, and Bree. Oh, um, well. Meanwhile, this yeah, they get ready to go. They they go into their little bedroom, and they start kind of making out and get ready for they have their fantasy suite. But then they pan back to the other girls, Rachel and Bree. Oh, and Rachel's already freaking out. Yeah, and Rachel's you know all of the weeks put together aren't as bad as this one. Blah blah, it's actually happening. Blah blah. My head, my heart is going to explode. It's all I can do. I can't think about anything else. I'm yes. going insane. It's so, the worst nightmare I've ever had. Basically, she's just complaining a bunch. Yeah, and they and shoot back. And they persists throughout the whole episode. Yeah, well, especially during that scene. The whole scene where mm-hmm. Matt and Michelle are having their fantasy suite. Basically, uh, Rachel's voiceover is the entire time. It splits between her voice over their fantasy suite and her actually talking to Bree, who's like, she looks like her head's going to explode. She's mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they, I think they briefly show a little bit morning after stuff, just yeah, like, yeah. hey, cuddling. She asked him on a, on a scale of one to ten, how happy are you right now? And he says, eleven. And, you know, he, he, he t- she tells him, you know, four or five times she loves him. 
gives him every opportunity to say it back, and he does not and do that. he doesn't. They say goodbye in the corridor. Um, again, she says, gives him every opportunity to respond to the I love you, but the best she gets is a kiss goodbye from the balcony as she walks back home. <laughs> um, next date is Bree, and yep. they go on a hike, and she's like, I hate the outdoors. Well, <laughs> yeah. In between each date, they, the, they do show the other girl coming back. So they really are emphasizing the pain that Rachel's in between uh, every day, right? Okay, yeah. So Michelle comes back and says, yeah, it was a good opportunity to talk to him. Bree's like, Bree's like, oh, that's great. And Rachel's like, oh, my God, I don't, I don't even want to talk to you. I'm exaggerating yeah. only a little bit. Yeah, we get it. So we can move on. Yes. <laughs> um, so they go on a hike. Mm-hmm. They... Um, pack up a tent and stuff and they set up the tent and Matt's like, I've never gone camping before. I have no idea what I'm doing. And Bree is also like, I'm not an outdoorsy person. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, no, his whole thing is it's a secret. Like he's, he knows he's in on the secret. Like, Oh, we're going to sleep overnight, but I don't know anything about camping, but she doesn't know that. So I'm going to set up, we're going to set up the tent and pretend like we're going to have an overnight, but I don't know what I'm doing. Ha ha ha. And meanwhile, Bree's like, is this real? Is this our fantasy sleep? Mm-hmm. Um, and like she's like why do all my dates take me outdoorsy things i'm not an outdoorsy i don't like this why are we doing this yeah um, and, and then her ITMs. they do the tent and then they cuddle for a little bit and well they she make does s'mores. the tent cause yeah because he, he can't do the tent yeah and they finally get the tent up and she's like oh this is nice and he's like yeah we'll have our jammies on later and she's like are we really sleeping in the tent and he's like no she's like oh thank god and then her itm she's like i thought we were gonna sleep in the effing tent oh thank god <laughs> <sighs> you know yeah so it was just a bunch of that for a while right and they um, do make the s'mores and they cuddle and they have nice talks um and then they, it's the nighttime part that's basically their whole day day date it's pretty mm-hmm. lame um well they're you know they i don't know it's cozy and it looks it's cute but you know she looks gorgeous at the night date. She is just the most beautiful girl. Yeah, she's super pretty. Um, but I, yeah, they talk. She's, I wrote, they quote Dine in a wagon wheel themed room with a roaring fire. Why mm-hmm. does she get the camping date in the wagon wheel room? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but he tell he goes over his dad stuff with her again. Right. Um, it's, it's clear that every, because she asks, are you ready for an engagement? It's clear that. The producers are having each of the women set him up to talk about his dad's conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so he talks to her a little bit about that. I forget her reaction, though. Well, she has a good reaction. She relates to it really well. She says, you know, I had a dad who wasn't around much either. You know, we had a strained relationship. He was around now and then. Um, but I really, I want him to be part of this journey, you know, just like you with your dad. I, I would, you know, it would give him peace of mind to see what an independent person I've become. And again, she's, you know, she's in love. She's ready for an engagement. Um, they've both been raised by really strong single mothers. And that's kind of their story, right? That their couple story is that they've been raised by. And that's what they've bonded over this whole time. And, and we've, right. we've sort of talked about that before. Right. Um, but, but, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, so he and... He and Michelle have the community service helping kids thing in common. He and Bree have this strong single mother thing in common, wanting to heal their families. But I don't. What does he and Rachel? He and have Rachel in have Jesus in common. Oh, that's right. Thanks for mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Michelle's pretty Jesusy too. I don't get that vibe from Rachel though. But anyway. Um. 
Rachel had her old cry fest over the, the over prayer. the prayer at the on the first episode. So they pop um, their champagne and they make out and they sleep in their Frontierland bedroom. The Frontierland bedroom. <laughs> he's super handsy with her too. He's really into. I think they're most physically compatible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next morning she says, "Last night was everything I thought it would be and more." And um, they have breakfast together, and then um, she, I think she also drops the L, L word with him, too. Yeah, she says she loves him a couple times. Um, and still, she, he doesn't give anything back. Yeah, he doesn't give anything back. She she says she got to know really intimate parts about him, so I was like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Rachel, you know, so Bree's headed back to the communal hotel, you know, sitting room, now Rachel is whining to a very bored looking Michelle. <laughs> it's the worst, isn't it? I'm so upset. He's with her right now and my heart's gonna explode. I wanna die. And Michelle's like, uh-huh, yep. Yep. Uh-huh. She, Michelle probably feels like she's back in her classroom. <laughs> exactly. She's like, alright, do you want a note? Do you want a supportive note before your test? <laughs> So when, when Brie does get back, Rachel says, hey, what did you do? And Brie says they went uh, hiking and backpacking. And Rachel just has a glimmer of hope in her eye for one second. You did? Did you sleep out there? And then she's like, God, no. <laughs> and then Rachel's sad again. So she miserably walks away. And the two other girls are like, yeah, she's really worried and messed up about this. But, dude, the two other girls are sad, too. Nobody likes this. Nobody thinks this part's fun but the other two aren't whining and complaining about it constantly mm-hmm. it's just so like grow i know i don't like rachel but i could also see her i don't know if, if leading up to this it's it, she's making it sound like matt has already hinted at her that like winning that quote unquote yeah, that he, she's the one he's most that, interested that's in. That's exactly and, what I thought, too. It's like, what if he doesn't like me anymore now that he's been with these other two girls? Because he was going to pick me. She yeah, but I'm sure she could also, and there could also be a certain amount of, like, resentment and anger if it's like, oh, like, this guy said he was going to pick me and he only wanted me, but then he's still going through, following through with the yeah. fantasy suites with the, the other again, woman. We don't know that he said any of that to her, but we do know that she's the only one he said, I love you too, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and she she, and, reg, she regularly says, there like to her family, to her dad. She says, "No, there's something different. It's yeah. different with me." And and um and she said to her family during her hometowns, like, "You really think he's saying this stuff to the other women? Because I genuinely don't. Like, I don't think he's yeah. talking the same way." Which to really them. makes me think that he did. He did somehow on the down low communicate to her. Yeah, you're the one. So just hang tight. Yeah. Um, and on their date, she says a couple times, like, she says, oh, well, hopefully I'll wake up with a ring on my finger. And she tells him, you know, if you just p- pull a ring out of your pocket well, right yeah, now and, and we'll propose get, to me. We'll and, get to you know. that. Yeah. So I feel like she's trying to, like, subvert the game and get it over with faster. But he's not going to do that. He's the first back black bachelor. He's going to play by the game. He's going to do the best he well, can. Well, he doesn't know the game, so he's just going to do right. whatever the producers tell him. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But he knows he can't just pop out a ring and give it to her right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're still sort of on Brie a little bit. But, um, oh, no, we're on the in-between between Brie right, and, right. and Rachel. And Brie gets back immediately, and Rachel's like, I guess I'll go get ready for my date. And it's like, no, there's days between the right. two days. There's at least, like, a day and a half. <laughs> you don't have to yeah. get ready. Like, what are you, you going to do? Yeah. Like, 
shave your legs, like yeah, <laughs> I don't go know. be sad in your room Go'll instead be, of be yeah. Sad. I mean, the other two are probably like, "Yay, yeah, <laughs> like good." Riches. Go away. Um. Yeah, so that part was also a little weird. I've got to go get ready for my date. Like, no, you don't. Eventually, her date does come, and I wrote, "Why does she wear such ugly clothes? Her outfit's terrible." She, yeah, she, she got, got this pretty sing- woman date. Yeah, she got and she's this, wearing this, this terrible outfit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to slam on her so much because she's not a you know no she is a bad person well the whole racism thing we can kind of assume she is but again we don't know her personally but you know she's so frustrating yeah the top she's wearing is terrible it's like someone started like cropping a sweater but then stopped cutting it they're like gave up yeah. yeah, they're like, nope, I don't want to finish cropping this sweater, um, so I'll just have it be like this. And it's like a little curtain, like, around her belly button, but it's a sweater. And I'm like, this is... It's like a little V counterproductive. around her yeah. belly button. But then her pants don't really accentuate her belly button. The, yeah, it's just, it's just, the, it's just a mess. Well, and, 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 and she the, looks, and she's like, all grumpy and sad, her head's hanging. And here's the thing, too. Everyone has been wearing their heavy coats, like their big yeah. heavy coats. We can assume that it's like, I don't know, 20 degrees. Yeah, it's cold. Or something freezing. Not Brie. Brie wore a stylish <coughs> leather coat. Ooh. Um, but yeah, but it's like, you're just wearing this little sweater with the crop top sweater. But she had a denim <laughs> and a coat. coat on. Denim. And, yeah. And then the... Denim's not wintery. The black... <laughs> torn pants it's just she just looked and then and again that was all compounded by her little oh i'm so sad and hanging her head crap yeah um but apparently matt falls you know matt digs that he you know she she reads him pretty well i guess because well i I don't think it's fair to say that she's doing she's being the sad to manipulate him i think she's genuinely feeling these things but like is being really immature about it. Yeah. I mean, most for dudes, atten- in my, maybe for a little in my vast experience, most dudes react a lot better to a happy, you know, oh, let's have a great date today and let's, you know, and then we can talk about serious things later, but let's get off to a good start today. And she, she, some part of her instinctively knows that he's going to be okay with her moping and being sad. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't that's like just, her, but. That's just my feel that's all I, i'm not sure i agree i don't know i just don't like her in general so i'm just kind of like when she comes on the tv i'm I, i'm just over it already yeah, me too me too so that's why when um, i watched it the second time i tried to pay better attention but yeah um but they have a pottery date and she's just super depressed the whole it time and, and it looks like such a fun yeah. date i'm like they, they could be so cute they could build stuff together this yeah. is fun this is and not a normal experience for most and people unlike the other two they actually had a you know michelle at the spa and brie who didn't need help but they had a helper they had a little instructor who was like you know ceramics pottery making is like love sometimes you have to make adjustments at the last minute and then it comes out even more beautiful than you thought you know and all that and you know it, it looks it's clearly the best date he gave her the best date but she's just like oh crap i messed up i hate this i'm so sad and then she's like, can I talk to you for a second? And he's like, uh, yeah. Like, mid-pot, potter, yeah. mid-wheel. Like, they're wheeling know. stuff. I don't know if you saw it, but the instructor, she's like, what? She's like, you can't just leave it on the wheel. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, there's the ever, ever so quick, slight little look at the camera, like, what the hell is going on here? 
you know, and then yeah. they go off so she can have her little wine fest. This week was unbearable for me. Uh, I'm in my mind wondering if your feelings have changed. I.e., are you still picking me? Yeah. You know, and it's all about her. It's like, are you, you know, it's unbearable. Whereas the other women left have always made it a focus to ask about him. Like, right. how are you feeling about this? Yeah, exactly. What, what, and, where and, is your oh, head I'm at? I'm glad to hear about your conversation with your dad and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she just yammers on and on and on about her. But, you know, she basically begs him to tell her, you know, give me some clue that you're going to pick me. And he says, he reassures her by... Uh, recalling the parachute fall. The best thing that's happened to her this whole season was getting her... Get almost dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the crap knocked out of her when she fell out that of the That was airplane. one of the best parts for us, too. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and Just he kidding. says, you know, how sad he realized in that moment the prospect of losing her was and so forth. Now, instantly, she's all happy. Oh, okay, yay, you are picking me. Let's make pottery, and they make pottery, and they do the little ghost thing, the two of them, and they get messy, and they make out, and he carries her out, which made me realize, it's like, dude, he's attracted to the strong, independent women, the Brie, the Michelles, the Serena Pees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, even uh, Piper, you know, even though she's very young, these stronger, more articulate women are the ones he seems to be just attracted to but there's this damsel in distress this savior quality thing and i think also the big christian thing mm-hmm. that he and so just him picking her up in his arms and stepping over the pottery wheel and carrying her out i was like oh i get it mm-hmm. i get it yeah he feels like a manly man because of her and even though he's much more attracted to at least physically it seems with brie and intellectually with michelle there's something about this little whiny brat <laughs> that has him all discombobulated. Yeah. Yeah. And so they go have their nighttime date. She looks very pretty in the nighttime date. But then, you know, when she walks up, I'm like, oh, much better. Then we, it turns out that's one of her pretty women dresses. <laughs> so she didn't even bring it. She, she didn't even try. She, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they talk a little bit. He talks about his conversation with his dad. And she just blathers on and on and on and on. And she doesn't really make any sense. Um, But they get their point across to each other. And at one point, he talks about how articulate she is. Oh, she's smart and sexy and articulate. (laughs) Is she any of those things? I mean, and I wrote down, well, I mean, if you blather on and on, yammer continually for hours and hours, maybe eventually you'll say something important. So in that case, maybe she's articulate. She certainly talks. I mean, <laughs> she talks a lot. But anyway, no wagon wheels in this room. Mm-hmm. In fact, they get fireworks in the background. And she's, she repeats over and over and over and over again how much she's in love with him and that she's ready to get married. And, oh, I hope I wake up with a ring on my hand. On my hand. And, oh, please, you know, I, you know, if you have a ring right now, I'll take it. Let's get, you know, she's just really pushing it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have fireworks, and that's the end. But the next morning... Yeah, she always gets fireworks, too. Oh, did she get it the last time, too? I think didn't... I, I, think... I think Piper got it after oh. their... I don't remember. After their date in the 
uh, fairground thing, but who knows? Oh. She's still got Maybe it. I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, then the next morning happens, and they don't show their morning after. They go straight to the rose ceremony. Why do you think they didn't show a morning after for her? I don't know. Oh, something else that I saw is, um, I didn't even register this, but this whole season, the sneak peeks have all, like, the little sneak peeks for what you're going to see this season. There's a scene where Rachel says, oh, I see color. Yeah. And they I don't, don't see color. Or uh, she doesn't see color. Is that I what it was? Okay. Um, or, I forget. Don't listen to me. I don't remember. But I do remember seeing that. Um, that and, clip, and they never showed it and they never showed it and it would have been this episode right and they never showed the morning after clip either so I so it's like maybe she said some like pretty iffy stuff yeah and they edited it, it to be careful but that's or that's m- weird to me because they still kept the dad stuff in. yeah well and my thought was maybe in the morning maybe during the date he definitely in you know, the overnight day he definitely says you're it you're it we just gotta yeah, I'm gonna have a date with Michelle, and then and then it's then it's you and me, babe, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe afterwards, the morning after was so jubilant, or there's something that said that indicates that, you know, they're he's gonna pick her. I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because why? Or he says instead of saying I'm falling in love with you, he actually says I love you, and yeah. they're like, oh, don't want to have another Ben Higgins situation, right? Or I well, or you know, I love you more than any of the other ones, or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows what happens, but. But it's like, you'd think that they'd be able to edit around Yeah, why not morning after? That's an important part of the whole thing. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Anyway. All three women are preparing for the rose ceremony. They all, all three of them look absolutely beautiful. And they're all color coordinated, sort of. Yeah, they're wearing black. Or I think, I think Rachel's in a dark, dark red, but it looks black when she's standing next to the girls. Rachel has become our de facto narrator. She's the first one to greet Chris Harrison. Um, whether she is or not, she is definitely the one that's emitting the most here for the right reason vibe, right? She is... Rachel? No, no, Michelle. You said Michelle. Rachel. Oh, uh, I was like, I was confused. Oh, sorry, I don't... sorry. No, Michelle's the first one to come up and greet Chris Harrison before she goes over. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I thought Rachel was the last one, so I was yeah, a little bit yeah. confused. Oh, sorry if I misspoke. But like I said, Michelle, she's deaf. She's really here for the right reasons, gal, right? Mm-hmm. She's, I totally buy what she's selling. Bree's next. When she walks in, she grasps Michelle's hand. They're friends. It's nice. Rachel is the last one. Chris calls her Rach. Um, and again, she's yammering on, no doubts. Never been more confident about anything in my life. No doubts. Gonna get married. Oh, <laughs> hi, 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 Chris. Hi, hi. I mean, yeah. And... <laughs> She believes what she and Matt have is different, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tells all three he's follow, he has to follow his heart, and it's the hardest decision he's ever made. He picks Michelle first. And drumroll, big surprise, he picks Rachel, leaving Bree sad. But Bree knows beforehand. After yeah. He, after he calls Rachel, Bree knows. No, after he calls Michelle. That's what, I did it again. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a terrible mix-up to, to have, know. too, because Michelle's oh, incredible. Smack. No, <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, because. She has a big side. They, I think they both knew that Rachel was for sure going to end up in the right. top two. I think everyone can see this weird connection that they have. Hence the hand um, clasp and everything. Yeah, and so, like, as soon, when Rachel wasn't the first one called, it was like, oh, shoot, that's, yeah. that's it then. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, because you can see Brie kind of sigh, and you can see her eyes. She's thinking. You can see her thinking, like, okay, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And um, so he picks Rachel, and then he takes Brie outside. I wrote, Brie's going to tear up the beach this summer. He walks her out. Brie says some some good some some interesting things when she mm-hmm. she's talking to him. She's like like I'm not like I'm sad, I'm so sad and so disappointed. But I'm not angry or upset with you. I don't know what I'm. I don't know why I'm I'm feeling this way. But mm-hmm. I, I I am. He says I wish there was something you know, hinting something wrong that happened this week that led me to this decision, but. There's nothing. You you know, you're an incredible woman. Um, I just have to follow my heart. And she's like, you know, I get it. I just, the, the hardest thing to know is that you'll be moving on to someone else. Mm-hmm. And the car, she iterates that so she's sad and disappointed it wasn't her. She thought she was special. She thought their relationship was special. Um, but she says, this whole thing couldn't have been for nothing. Mm-hmm. And she repeats it. it. It couldn't have been for nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think that was her bid for Bachelorette. Like. Yeah. But still not over the top. Still wise mm-hmm. and measured as Brie is. Very articulate. Mm-hmm. She's the one that's articulate. Yeah. Still no tears from Matt. Um, And that's where it ends, basically, right? Yeah, we got to see the previews. And then the post scene was Matt trying to make a s'more in tinfoil, which... Yeah, because Brie had burnt hers, and she's like, this is good this way. Yeah, and it is. That's my opinion. As long <laughs> as she's like, the gross. inside mushy, if the, mm-hmm. outside's, like if the outside's burnt, the inside's not mushy, that's not good. But yeah. The ultimate is outside burnt, inside mushy. <laughs> and um, I think he was trying to just do inside mushy without it getting burnt. Mm-hmm. And, and he so failed. He put it in tinfoil, and then he eats it, and he spits it out. Don't know why. Probably tastes metallic Yeah. I would imagine. Like, yeah. that's gross. <laughs> and it's probably really hot, too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. That's the episode. We hope you liked it. Um, go ahead and subscribe, and you can go ahead and rate and review if you want to. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram if you want, Rosette's Podcast, or you can email us at rosettespodcast at gmail.com um, just to hear from you and see what's going on. Um, and we will see you for the finale. Finale next week. Woo-hoo. And then we get a little break for the first time in a little while. I know, which is nice because I have school. <laughs> Before we come back for the Bachelorette season, we, we've, we've been spoiled on who the Bachelorette is. Um, but I don't think we want to tell you yet. No, I don't. We're not into spoilers. No. And I will say that the spoiler we got was from Reality Steve, who has been wrong. several times before yeah Mm -hmm. so it's you know i believe it and i i could see this happening but i'm also still trying to maybe take it with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. a little bit but we do know that it's going to be another bubble season and i believe it's in new mexico or something like that so oh i didn't know that Mm -hmm. but okay cool another bubble season yeah um that's good that they're still doing that bachelor in paradise will also be a bubble season but it sort of is anyway, but even more so. But they also have the people that are, keep coming in, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, they'll have to quarantine, just like their guests that they have and stuff. Yeah. Or maybe they'll do it differently. I guess they're, we'll just have in to theory, they're guests quarantine. I, some of the time, I'm like, mm. a little bit. <laughs> like, you mean to tell me that this person took two weeks out of their life to come 
spend a day here. Like, I, mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit. Tyler Cameron, I could see him have quarantining that long to hang out with Matt. As long as they have, For, like, like their, a weekend, like yeah. he did. As long but, as they have their phones with them and don't take them away. I, I, that would be the compromise, I bet, because then they can still influence from anywhere. <laughs> can influence all right but that's everything we'll see you um for the finale for the finale in a few days woohoo bye